Yeah, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to yet another content collaboration between the platforms as you got myself, the one and only Emilio Wegbar of the Nonstop Radio Show. We here kicking it once again with my homie Divine Thought of For All Matters. Definitely want to say shout out to everybody out there that's tuned in and listening right now. Be sure to follow me on my social media. You can do that by going over to Twitter, finding me at the Emilio Wegbar. You can follow me on the Nonstop Radio Show. Twitter, which is at Nonstop Radio 212. Feel free to leave your feedback. We like to hear from you, like to hear what everybody out there thinking. Definitely do that. So, Devon, what's good, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm just kicking it right now. Yeah, man. Taking it down for a minute. I definitely can dig that, man. So, you know, we back here at it once again. You know, we had a content collab a couple of weeks ago where you know me and you for the first time we finally was able to get up and put some things down on record you know what i'm saying you know we definitely got some good yeah. feedback from people out there that listen to it man so what was people here what was you hearing from the people on your end that i heard what we were talking about i got a lot of good reaction from it actually in fact that was the most streamed Anything, even going back to the beat goes in, nice. and like my segments and everything, that was the most streamed content that I put out on my end, maybe ever. Like, but definitely in a very long time. So it was definitely a good look, man. I think people like the contrast. So that's what's up, man. Let's give a round of applause to all them good people out there who took the moment to tune in to listen to us go back and forth man we touched on a wide range of subjects from politics to music to just everyday regular life man you know what i mean you don't got too many platforms or content creators out there that can come from two different walks of life and bring it together and make things like that of that nature man so that's definitely dope to have done that you know what i mean yeah and i also i want to encourage people that if you've heard any of my content going back to the Beacos, and even if you were a fan of my music when I was an artist and you stayed with me all of this time, or if people listen to your show and they just like the music part of it, I encourage anybody that listens to either one of us in a different kind of realm to go ahead and press play on this too. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This is something different. This is something that I think we provide that a lot of other mainstream type platforms don't. And it's a refreshing perspective. Absolutely, man. And, you know, take a second real quick to plug in my new joint that I'm going to have coming out since we're talking about content and everything. I know a lot of y'all out there, y'all know me as being the host of the Nonstop Radio Show. Even some of you out there who, if you remember ancient history back on the time when I was on the mic myself as an artist, y'all remember me from my music days. But that's neither here nor there right now. So, you know, I want everybody to be on the lookout for my newest thing coming out real soon called Emilio's Memoirs, which is a podcast so to speak but you know what i'm saying we're doing something a little bit different over there we're going to take a little inside look at different perspectives and from my viewpoint so you know emilio's memoirs be on the lookout for that i'm not going to get too deep into it but definitely pay attention and stay tuned you know what i mean word up yeah man so what's the what's the word tonight man what's going on in your end man? i don't know man i was looking at a lot of this shit going on the media is still contradicting itself yeah. <laughs> I did a whole podcast last week about media malpractice. Yeah. Like, I'm just getting tired of every day I wake up, turn the phone on, looking, it's some more shit. 
with the media contradicting itself. I'm like, didn't y'all just say the opposite of this shit yesterday? <laughs> Yo, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, talk I'm talking about, like, the virus. Like, I'm talking about politics. And just in general, they contradict themselves about every motherfucking thing. Yeah. And that's been the biggest thing. Like, I know you and I, we talk a lot. Not always on record, but you know what I mean? When we have our own little personal discussions about certain things and, you know, what's going on right now in the world. Like, that's always been, like, one of our biggest things is the fact that we have so much contradiction right now when it comes to delivering the facts if you want to call it that you know what i'm saying like you got a lot of things where people will say one thing one moment concerning a certain subject and then five minutes later you know what i'm saying they switching or recanting or backtracking on what they just talked about you know what i'm saying so like i think throughout the whole course of this whole covid19 situation i think not only the frustration and the devastation from seeing so many people lose their lives. You know, I want to say rest in peace to all those out there who have passed on, unfortunately, from yes. the COVID-19 virus. And I want to express my condolences to everybody out there as well who may have lost somebody or seen somebody that they know lose somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been a very devastating 2020 thus far. But I think a lot of the frustration that's also stemmed from this whole pandemic situation has been the fact that there's been so many contradictions and so much misinformation, I should say. I don't know if I want to say false information because you got so much out there right now that you don't know what to believe. But at the same time, you also look in where you hear one fact one moment, then the next minute you hear something else completely different. So like it's got a lot of people out there confused, which is going to bring a lot of frustration. You feel me? Yeah, and I hear a lot of people's excuses like, well, it's just the media and everybody learning as we go. So if something might contradict itself the next day, that's just because everybody's kind of learning as we go with this thing. But I want to also point out that the way that I refute that is if you are trusted, quote, trusted media source mm -hmm. and you're going to be putting out something it should be verified, right? It should be something that you don't just off a whim release a story that could cause panic, that could be misinformation mm -hmm. just because that's the news of the day. Maybe try to relax for a minute and get the facts about some shit mm -hmm. before you worry about all of the clicks that you can get on all the, like YouTube and everything else. Cause a lot of people forget like TV is dying, right? Radio FM radio is dying. So a lot of these media outlets, CNN, MSNBC, mm -hmm. they make a lot of their revenue online now. So when everybody's clicking on all of these little YouTube videos and all of these clips that they put out, even articles, mm -hmm. that's paying them. That's ad revenue. So they found a way to monetize fear. They found a way to monetize their own agenda. And I've said it before, but listen, man, all of y'all keep hearing the same shit and like, like, you know, over and over again, repeated in mainstream media. I'm going to have to repeat myself, too, mm -hmm. when it comes to certain things just to drive certain points home. The media is the fourth branch of the government. Right. The It's an arm of the government. It will not fight against itself. So for the people who think that the media is holding the government accountable, that's not necessarily true. I know they're supposed to. They're supposed to be the checks and balances on the government 
and public officials and just everything, but they're not. They work for the government. So if the government has some type of agenda, they'll push it on the liberal side, they'll push it on the conservative side, and they will continue to divide people for their own narratives and agenda. So we can't keep giving them a pass like, oh, things are changing, so they change every day, so the media is just going to report it one way one day and then another way the next day. They should frame things differently instead of putting out sensational headlines every day. And then when you read the article or you listen to the news clip, they straight up scare people. Like, you know, this is a bad time. People been on house arrest for how many months now, man? Like, you know, I mean, I'm going to just call them. Yeah. So I'm going to just call it what it is. It's house arrest. Yeah. Fuck a quarantine. They put us on house arrest. So at the end of the day, man, when I'm looking at the shit, people have lost their jobs. Like you were saying, people have lost loved ones and people can't find work. Like, you know, they're losing things. I mean, their livelihoods are at stake right now. Everybody's tensions are up with everything else going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And these sensational headlines... They get a lot of people clicking on it, and they're making money off of people's fear by scaring them more. And I feel like that's more irresponsible for what everyone seems to be calling experts. You're right. It's interesting that you bring that up because I know, like, on your last for all matters podcast, you touched on that, you know, in a, you know, a part of your segment with that. And it made me think because when you look at all the false information and like we spoke before when we did the last, you know, collaboration together, we spoke on the fact that, you know, they're trying to use fear to control people. You know what I'm saying? That's something we still believe in. That's something I definitely believe is being done right now. But also, you know, going back to what you said about the media being the fourth branch of the government, which is true. If you don't know your history, make sure y'all go back and check that out because the truth is four branches of government. I think it's like five, actually. Am I right? Or is it like just the four? I lost track of all yeah. them devils, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know what I mean? But just, you know, for that argument, whatever, you know, media is the fourth branch of the government. True. So I also look at it also as you got a lot of these independent media or fake media or whatever you want to call them. You got a lot of independent writers out there that are using this particular pandemic and using people's fear to monetize, you know what I'm saying? Because look back when we were talking about it was another situation that occurred and the information was probably wrong and these people still used it anyway and they used it so much to the point where it was able to generate clicks from it, you know, as we know that if you're a monetized platform, the number of clicks do help you get paid or whatever. It puts money into your accounts and all that good stuff. So I, I think sometimes with that, what me saying is, I think sometimes that a lot of these people out there that's not associated with any of these major media outlets or anything of that nature, I think they really just use that as a chance intentionally to keep people scared because they know they're going to profit off of it. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of them things they see what big media does and they want to copy it because maybe that'll drive in revenue for their small publication or their small media outlet. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's kind of like them auditioning for yeah. big media. Like, you know, it's one of them things maybe they'll get called up to be a pundit or something like that on one of these news shows. So, I mean, there's a lot of incentives 
for these, I mean, I don't even know if I can say independent media, man, because it seems like a lot of these, quote, independent media sources also have agendas. Yeah. And it might even be secret, like, like you know, somebody might be talking about how they're so independent, but they're coming at it from, like, a conservative view right, or a liberal true. view or something. They, mean, they don't just talk about it right down the middle. Right. I mean, it's very interesting, especially now, how you got so many people out there now all of a sudden coming out of the woodworks on social media acting like they have inside information as to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are trying to read, you know, they're trying to rebuke a lot of what's being said already and try to say, no, this is not what's really going on. This is what's going on. Y'all need to open your eyes and be woke. But meanwhile, they're trying to appear as they're trying to help the people by the same time. You got to be wary of those people as well because you never know what kind of agenda they're trying to uh, push as well. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has some kind of motive behind what they're doing, whether it's genuine or whether it is just, you know, for deception, everybody got some kind of motive behind their agenda. So like I get a little weary of people that pop up out of nowhere now or people that all of a sudden you start, you know, you were talking about one thing, one moment, the next thing you know, now everybody shifted their focus and they're trying to capitalize off of what's going on to try to drive home whatever media, I mean, not media, but whatever narrative that they're trying to get people to buy into. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of the, another thing that, you know what I mean, a lot of people get tricked up in because you hear something that sounds different than everything else and then it sounds damn near believable, then you're going to get people that's going to flock to it and you got people that's going to really follow that. You know what I'm saying? And I see a lot of people out here now, not going to call any names, but I see a lot of people out here now that definitely use those tactics to try to build up their following and they have an agenda behind it that people are not really aware of. You know what I mean? We've seen a lot of that kind of bullshit with like 5G and all of that kind of thing where, I mean, it's just people talking nonsense, man. And then they try to say one or two different things that justify their point. And then they get all of these clicks. I mean, this motherfucker is really making money, like monetizing nonsense on their platforms and shit like that. Yeah. Just to capitalize on current events and have a different twist on it. But I mean, this is up to the people, man. The people have to educate themselves in general. If you're looking towards big media to educate yourself, you're looking in the wrong place. You have to do your own research before you come out and start talking about how much of an expert you are about certain matters. You really have to understand the history of everything else. And it's not going to come overnight. If you just now finding out about certain things, then guess what? Shut up. Right. You shouldn't be talking right now. You should be researching everything to have a more informed opinion. You can't just come out, find out about something three days later, then start talking about it. Because then now you're going to sound stupid. I had a lot of people come up and talk to me about 5G causing the virus. I, I mean, man, I dealt with that for a few months. That right there was... Over and over again. Okay, when nobody said that. That was the stupidest thing that I've heard people say. You know, I don't know. Like, it is crazy that you bring up 5G because also you look what happened like a couple of days ago with the whole mass outages of people in their cell phone mm-hmm. services. You know, like, I got T-Mobile, so... 
Shout out to Trash Mobile first and foremost. But you know, <laughs> I got T-Mobile, and I was also one of those customers, you know, around the world that was experiencing problems with their cell phone service. So, like, it also brought up the the suspicion that maybe then, like, who knows? Maybe now they really start to um, kick off this whole five G thing. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like it was a whole lot of different people coming with different narratives then as to what was actually the cause of that whole situation. Right, and people can't just think in their mind that maybe it was just outages, right? Yeah. Like, I remember years ago, you live in NY, so you know that, like, remember how they could just be blackouts yeah. for no fucking reason? Yeah. I mean, it's just something goes bad with the grid, they gotta fix it. Yeah. It could be something as simple as that. Or it could be some big government conspiracy of reptilians from the planet X <laughs> installing 5G network yeah. to transmit the coronavirus into our bodies. I mean, which one makes more sense, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, now, I will say this. If you want to find somewhere in the middle, there is a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm behind the scenes that they're not trying to tell us about that's moving us towards technological advances that they're not really disclosing to us why. Right. That is true. There are things happening, but to say that the virus was caused by 5G is very irresponsible and stupid. And then they say a few things to try to justify, well, the frequencies are too high. Our body could only really handle up to 4G and yeah. all of this. And then bad things happen once it gets to the 5G level and all of that I kind mean, of thing. There. When it look, when you look at it, like, whether people notice or realize or not, 5G has actually been around for a very long time before the whole 5G talk even started really Facts. getting serious. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you go and you look, say, like, you got Wi-Fi. All right, and you pull up the Wi-Fi networks that you can choose from. You see a lot of different ones on there that has 5G right next to it. So, like, I've been seeing 5G myself since 2018. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I know it's been around for a moment, but it's like now with everything that's going on, people are trying to come with their own beliefs as what they feel as though, like, 5G is. Like, whether they're right or wrong, only time will be able to tell and be able to debunk whether it's fact or fiction. But at the same time, like... I don't know, like, it, it, it does sound a little far-fetched when people actually think that a radio frequency will carry a micronism that's causing a virus that's causing so many people to get sick. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all, that, to me, you know what I mean? I may be wrong, and I don't want to sit there and sound stupid when I say it, but to me, it sounds almost absurd as when people were talking about, you know, the coronavirus started from a motherfucker in China eating a bat. Like, I'm like, what the yeah, fuck, man? man. Like, <laughs> these people have been eating bats for centuries. You mean to tell me now, all these centuries later, somebody grabbed a hold of a bad bat, bit his head off, mm-hmm. and he did, and now all of a sudden you got this global pandemic that's killing millions, I mean, thousands of people. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. to be able to come out and say that, like, something like 5G is causing a virus or whatever, or that the virus started from a bat in China or whatever from a wet market. Listen, man, like when people start saying that you have to understand that these narratives that come out, it always baffles me how people consider themselves conspiracy theorists and everything and that they have the truth. But 
when they find out about these certain conspiracies and then they run their mouth about it, it's from a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And these same conspiracy theorists run around talking about how, like, we have space lizards that are part of, like, a secret cabal that have ran the whole population of Earth for however many thousands or millions of years. This is their grand scheme or whatever the case. And they think that they really found that information out on YouTube. Now, they've managed to control the population of Earth and do all of these different things for millions of years. But these same secret cabal of space lizards can't get a fucking goddamn YouTube video taken down. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. And what happens is we have these agents that actually work for the government, like Alex Jones and all of these different people that go and they put out all of these narratives so that people like me and you, like the thinkers of the world, when we don't believe the bullshit mainstream media narrative, we feel like if we find the alternative, that we found the truth. So when our brain goes and searches for any alternative to the mainstream bullshit, we come across all of that nonsense, all of that conspiracy theorist bullshit. But you have to understand, it's the same people feeding you the mainstream bullshit that have created these conspiracy theories that everyone then goes and believes. It's the same people doing it. So somewhere in between all of that is the truth, and you got to be smart enough to come up with the truth yourself. You have to be smart enough to maybe even tell yourself you don't know the truth, but you know you're being lied to. Like, you know, and, and, and to say that the virus caused 5G is some kind of nonsense, what you're doing is... You're forgetting the fact, and this is why I say it's a trick. You're forgetting the fact that technology, who makes technology? Let's just go over that. I mean, we have these corporations, right? Microsoft, Google, Amazon, all of these big name corporations, people like Bill Gates, right? You know, these people who have been at the forefront of innovating technology for however long now, and they're going to be until they die and then they'll pass it on to their families. Now, technology is like, it's give and take. It has good parts that help us out, but the bad parts outweigh the good parts in a lot of different ways, especially if you're gonna use it on populations. So when you're saying dumb shit like 5G, cause the virus what you're doing is you're acting like you're so deep you're acting like you're a thinker but what you're forgetting about all of the people who are at the top of technology the big executives and everything else they're planning on some other shit with this technology Mm -hmm. and what we're doing is we're missing that we can't see the forest from the trees when we have these conspiracy theorists that are spouting all of this bullshit and then we have mainstream media spouting all this nonsense it's hard to see what is really going on and these corporations they're doing foul shit when it comes to technology and whatnot a lot of it is going on right now and nobody's talking about it because they're so scared about what mainstream media is saying they're so tricked by that and then the so called thinkers are over here talking all of this bullshit right when it comes to conspiracy theory. So somewhere in the middle, you have like, you know, folks like me that can see through all of that bullshit and we're like, come on, man. Yeah, Bill Gates, he ain't causing 5G with no goddamn virus, but 
maybe 5G is building up to some shit that may not benefit me and you in the long run. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, you know, there's a lot that can happen from these advances that are going on in technology. There's a lot of bad things that can happen to us. These people are starting to become more powerful than politicians. People like Bill Gates and them. You think Donald Trump is more powerful than Bill Gates? I don't know oh, because, man. I mean, like, they play in the same ballpark. I can't really, I don't know if he's more powerful just because he's the president. But I'm saying, like, when it comes to, like, money, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Trump has Bill Gates type of money. But at the same time, I know they're definitely in the same ballpark when it comes to, you know, being wealthy men of this country. You know what I'm saying? But, like, even with that being said, when you mentioned Bill Gates, like, I shudder. It's because it's like, who gave this motherfucker the authority to make these decisions and be able to have an input on a global vaccination and all this other bullshit. Like right. we seen that article where back in 2018, he was talking about a very deadly, you know, sickness or illness is coming real soon. And then in 2019, he did the whole experiment thing where he did the simulation and all that stuff. And then next thing you know, boom, in the 2019, early 2020, you have the coronavirus. So it's like, who gave this motherfucker the keys to just be able to fuck around with people's lives? I don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's my point. Because whenever Trump says some dumb shit, nothing happens, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's no consequences for Trump's bullshit. Because, you know, rich white man, mm -hmm. right? There's Like, there's no real consequences for him. And you're right, all of these rich white men, they do play in the same ballpark. But what I mean is, there's more people complaining and acting like they're holding Trump accountable for the nonsense that he does and says. There's barely anybody doing that with Bill Gates and people like Dr. Fauci and all of these other people all these foundations, the Clinton Foundation and everything else that are at the forefront of, like you said, what gives Bill Gates the right? What you were talking about was he said there was an illness that was going to come. It might not necessarily be a virus, but it was going to wipe out 30 million people in less than six months. And it could happen in less than 10 years. Mm -hmm. he, first of all, how the fuck does he know that? Right. And why is he at the forefront of speaking on it? Why is it that him and Dr. Fauci continuously seem to predict the future when it comes to illnesses and like, you know what I mean? All of this shit that comes virtually out of nowhere. I mean, come on, man. Like, if, if people can't realize what's going on by now, then... Sorry to say, like, there's no hope for you because if you can't, if a, if a, a regular person that can just sit there and connect the dots and analyze what's going on, if you cannot fucking see the connection between these two and everything that's going on, then I don't know what else to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to figure it out for yourself or you never figure it out at all. Yeah, the other thing is Bill Gates is teaming up with a company called Oxitec mm -hmm. and they're creating genetically modified mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. They're going to release them in Florida and maybe Texas. I think I heard the official, non-official story is that they're doing it to combat the other mosquitoes that carry mosquito-borne illnesses and all of that type so of you shit. you mean to tell me these motherfuckers is really going to make a 
GMO type mosquito to combat other mosquitoes. And the next thing you know, it's going to turn into a whole situation where, where, you know, the whole shit got out of control. And the next thing you know, it now is affecting humans. Like, come on, man. Like, like at yo, this point, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so far beyond all that shit right now. It's just like, damn, what the fuck is next, man? Like, maybe really now that photo or, or that video that they declassified and they put out there and showed what was supposed to be a UFO. Maybe, maybe we really do got fucking aliens on their way. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we are really sitting there watching Earth like, yo, this season's fire. Like, I don't fucking know what to say anymore. Like, this whole shit, like, is becoming comedy out when that's the fucking thing. Like, you're playing with people's emotions and you're playing with people's lives. Like, what gives motherfuckers the right to feel as though that you can kill off as many people as you want to kill off just to achieve your agenda? Like, it is so much underlying bullshit that comes to the forefront when people really sit and they analyze what's going on. Just, it, it, it's, it's frustrating to say the least, man. That's for lack of a better term, to be honest with you, you know? When when I heard that Bill Gates was doing this whole shit with genetically modified mosquitoes and I mean, when you think of all of the different ways that can go wrong and it's not like it's something that's going to happen or maybe happen in 10 years. It's now. Right. Like, go look it up. They're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've already put some out there. And the craziest thing is. They're saying that it's supposed to combat the other mosquitoes that carry all of these other illnesses and shit like that. What's to say that it's not going to affect us in some way? Like, do you trust Bill Gates? Fuck no. They're like, anybody in their right mind should not trust Bill Gates, a person who keeps talking about all of this bullshit that's going to happen to humanity, and then it happens. It seems more planned than a coincidence at this point in my opinion like you know when i hear somebody continuously especially a rich white man like that in power who has literally no checks and balances on him Mm -hmm. continuing to say shit that ends up coming true to me that's a plan right they have way more resources than me and you obviously like they can make this type of shit happen yeah. So the official story, non-story is it's going to combat other mosquitoes, but what the fuck really is it doing? Exactly. Like, and I mean, you know, so I mean, like, cause I was looking at it like, if this fucking company Oxitec is doing it and they're going into business with Bill Gates, that brings up the idea that I've been having about a technocracy. Right. Because a technocracy is a government or system ran by an elite group of technical experts that now become part of the fabric of government. In fact, they take over the government. Mm -hmm. So no more regular politicians and no more that. They become the ones that are in charge. And when you look at the top, you have Jeff Bezos, I mean, Bill Gates, all of these motherfuckers and everything like that. This is starting to become a technocracy. And in the middle of a technocracy, what you have, so we're going from this false sense of democracy to this. Right. I don't even like using the word evolution, but it's moving towards that. Yeah. So a lot of this shit that's going on right now, and I don't want to get into the conspiracy bag because I'm not. I just say things that I see happening and then I have a logical fucking response to it. Mm-hmm. When I see somebody like Bill Gates continuously able to make these moves, 
don't know, man. I just don't trust it. I feel like now he's in charge. Now Jeff Bezos is in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's no checks and balances on these motherfuckers. Right. I mean, that just goes to show you just how fucking powerful money really is. Like, not only in in America, but also globally. Like, <laughs> money really is power. You know what I'm saying? It's sad to say, like, it's just that's just the truth. You know, money is power when it comes down to it. And people have to remember that when you're getting scared about population control and everything else, there's some elements of that that's true. Of course, there's some elements to that that are true. But the elite will not be the elite without us. They have to rule over something. And one of the tools that you use when you have prisoners mm-hmm. is fear. So you have to be able to rule with fear. And the way that these government systems have worked in the past, you have, and really what they're striving to even make even that much more better now. And right now, everything is in place for it, especially with what just happened with the virus and everything. You have the top 1%. And when people say 1%, they act like, you know, like Jay-Z is that. No, Jay-Z is not one. When I'm talking like the top 1%, we're talking about people like Bill Gates, the Rockefeller family, shit like that. Like the actual real top, right? The people who own like the banking systems and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So you have that top percent and then you have the middle. So picture a pyramid. You have the top, very tippy top. And then you have the middle which is like a firewall mm-hmm. between the bottom and the firewall is the protection. You know, it's so crazy the how protection so, is the military. Right. <laughs> you know, it's crazy how like so many, you know, going back to that Jay-Z reference you just made, like it's crazy how so many people think that just because Jay-Z just recently became a billionaire that He's all of a sudden like in the top one percent when it comes down to it. Like Jay Z's been in the game since what back in the late eighties or whatever. And you look at it now, here it is, it's twenty twenty. It took Jay Z what damn near what like well over twenty years before he was able to become a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? So like that goes to show you that, you know, even though he had this illustrious hip hop career and all that good stuff, he still just now recently making it to being a billionaire where you got people like Gates and all these other motherfuckers who's been billionaires way before Jay-Z even seen his first million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jay-Z, I mean, he's got more money than me and you. I can tell you that. No, not He's that. a powerful man. Yeah. <laughs> he's a powerful man, but like, you know, it ain't to the point where I look at Jay-Z and people like him as if they're the Bill Gates of America and shit like that. I mean, it took Jay-Z a lot, and I won't go into it, but like I said, I've been in and around the music industry for more than 20 years. Uh I know about certain things when it comes to Jay-Z and different things. Like, he's had to pacify certain groups of people for a very long time, Uh and he's had to kiss certain rings to be able to have people kiss his ring, put it to you that way. Like, it's not something where as though, like, you know, he becomes a billionaire and then all of a sudden he's one of the most powerful. The people who are the most powerful can take those billions from him in a second. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the way that's this world works, man. That's the truth, man. So, you know. You know, getting back to what you had touched on earlier, 
when you're talking about a technomocracy, if, if that's that's the way you pronounce it, right? Technomocracy. Technocracy. Technocracy. Got you. Okay. Now, with that being said, do you think that that whole thing is what we're also seeing now when it comes to like social media and different outlets as far as like Facebook or YouTube and Twitter and all that good stuff? You think that's what's going on now when you got a lot of people that speaking now or a lot of people that's doing certain things to get attention or whatever the case may be? They're kind of like being censored out. You think that's what's going on as well? Yeah, to a degree, I mean, social media and the people who own it, especially Mark Zuckerberg, all of that, like, they're all part of it. Like, you know, because when it comes down to the basic gist of a technocracy, like I was saying, you you have a pyramid, right? You have the top, like the tippy top 1%. Then you have the middle, Mm -hmm. which is the military. And then you have the bottom, which is the regular people. The military keeps us from uprising, Mm -hmm. right? So we haven't been in a better position, lack of a better word to say there, for there to be a technocracy in that way to keep us from them. Right. We're getting conditioned every day with more and more things. Like right now, we're conditioned as people to get back in the hole whenever they want to tell us to get back in the hole. Meaning, metaphorically, like we've been on house arrest. They told everybody, not just in the U.S., but across the world, mm-hmm. to go in their house. And we did. Yeah. I mean, there was outliers. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was people out and about and doing dumb shit. But I'm... Yeah. What I'm saying, for the most part, if we're going to generalize, the world, imagine that, the world was told, if we were in 2019 or before and I told you, yo, somebody's going to tell the whole world to do something and they're going to do it, mm-hmm. you might think I'm crazy. <laughs> but somebody, I mean, really, the whole world got told to go inside and everyone did it. So now we're conditioned and they're going to do it again at some point. So, at the, like, they're conditioning us with certain things. Now, with all of the racial injustice, with cops murdering black people left and right still, and, mm-hmm. I mean, we have this whole defund the police thing going on, yeah. which, I mean, there's levels to that that, I mean, we could go on and just have a whole thing just about that, right? We could have yeah. a whole episode just talking about that topic. And we but, will eventually, just for everybody out there, yeah, we, we ever want to talk about it. We It's coming, but... You know, business right. as usual, you know? <laughs> yeah, but when when you get into... So, let's just fast forward to the end, what that means. Mm-hmm. So, let's say you take away the police. What are we left with? The military. Right. We're left with military police. And they know all they have to do is fuck with us in yeah. certain ways. And then we'll go out and act a certain way. We've also been conditioned to do that. They they can just, like, you know, pause, but poke us the right way right. or whatever. And we're going to go and react the way that they plan on us reacting, which right. will then justify them to remove the police. If you think they don't want to defund the police themselves, you're missing something. I they mean- actually want... To defund the police, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of pros and cons that come along with defunding the police because you look at it, especially with 
situations that's going on right now with all the protests. You know, you look at Minneapolis, they burnt down an entire police precinct. Then you look over there in Seattle where they've actually taken over a police precinct and they have some kind of zone around it where for seven blocks there's no police interaction whatsoever centered around this police precinct. You know what I'm saying? So like pros and cons that I point out and some of the major ones that I, I see that will be a problem as far as con wise is you take away police departments, especially in major cities such as New York, such as Philly and other major uh-huh. cities around the country. You take around, you take away these police departments. You're going to have anarchy. You're going to have a lot of crazy shit going on and you're going to have a lot of people out there that can't protect themselves or are not giving the the means to protect themselves or going to become victim. You know what I'm saying? But then the pros that you have where you have taken away some of the funding from the police departments, that means now you got to better train your officers. And not only that, that also allocates more funding to other organizations that can actually help some of these troubled communities. So it's like a mixed bag between the two when it comes to defunding the police department. But I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not pro-police, and I'm not anti-police, but at the end of the day, I'm not a big fan of really the idea of disbanding police departments either because, like I said, like you're going to have a lot of anarchy that's going to take place and it's going to lead to people that can't protect protect themselves. They're going to wind up becoming victims to those who seize opportunity. You feel me? Absolutely. And when you talk about disbanding the police, so do you think that which one is better trained? The military or the police? Well, the police is, in some departments, police are paramilitary organizations. So they have a level of military training. That's why you have like the NYPD where in order to be eligible to join the NYPD, you got to either have 60 years, I mean, 60 college credit or equivalent to two years of being in college or active military two years. You know what I'm saying? So you got a lot of people that come home from being military trained that's joining police departments. And you don't know if that person was deployed to, say, like a war zone, say, like Afghanistan, Iraq or Syria or any of these other places where that training comes into effect. But at the same time, when it boils down to it, a lot of these police departments are paramilitary. Now, not saying that they are completely trained or better trained than military but when it comes down to it yes the military has way more advanced training than they do because they're trained to fight wars they're trained to defend right. countries it, they they they're trained to seize you know uh targets of opportunity that may be controlled by enemies you know what i'm saying whereas police they're really just supposed to be there just to make sure that crime doesn't get out of control or to protect those who can't protect themselves you, you understand where i'm going with this yeah yeah what i was saying is so yeah you have swat dea like you have all of these but See, DEA, you have just, just to clear that up, DEA is not technically police. They're like a, a, a branch of, say, like a governmental, you know, um, agency. Like, they're more so federal than what police departments are. But right, yeah. yeah. No, but they have a certain level of tactical training. Yeah. So, like, you know, when, when you have these fat, overweight, 
you know, donut-eating <laughs> fucking, like, you know what I mean, cops that are just on the beat, right? Like, they can't run a mile, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? And then you have the military, which is tactically trained for urban combat. But like you said, there's a lot of cops in certain cities, especially large cities, that are trained in certain ways. Not as trained as if you were to be, like, you know, getting into something like the National Guard or whatever. But just like there's minor league baseball and, like, you know what I mean, NCAA it's a feeder system. They're trying to create a feeder system right now where we can take these police mm-hmm. and make them military, right. like MPs. And then, like, you know, they can work their way up from there. But they're going to be tactically trained like the military is. Mm-hmm. And what better way to turn all of these fucking regular-ass cops into that... Like I was saying, that firewall between the top and us, mm-hmm. then to fully militarize the whole police system. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, like, do you really think that even the powers that be are opposed to defunding the police? Because I really don't think so. I feel like it's an okie doke that they're kind of making us choose it by pulling certain strings and fucking with us in certain ways that we're just like, man, they keep fucking up. So let's just defund them. Let's get rid of them. And all along they're sitting there like Mr. Burns, like excellent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like my theory behind that whole situation, right? Where to me, I feel as though when it became more about chasing stats and chasing numbers, arrest quotas, ticketing summonses to, you know, make extra money for municipalities around the country. I think when you put that into effect, that is what really ultimately changed the way policing is done here in our communities. Because I remember back in a time that, you know, the communities knew the police that was patrolling their neighborhoods. They knew these people. You know what I'm saying? Policing was more so then about community. Whereas now, because everything is so liberal and everything has become about numbers and statistics and all that other bullshit, it's all about not quality training these people, but giving them enough to go out there and, and go and collect these stats. Go and collect these arrests. Go and collect these these uh tickets. Go and collect these drug seizures and stuff like that of that nature because there's money involved in it. You know what I'm saying? When, oh, yeah. When that got away, when it got away from being community oriented to just chasing a fucking number, I think that's what really destroyed policing in the United States. But also, not only that, when you have a lot of racist people or a bunch of cowards, I'm going to say that a bunch of cowards that grew up getting picked on in school, getting bullied in their neighborhoods. Oh, fuck that. I'm going to go be a cop because now that I got a shield and a, a, a fucking gun, I can take advantage of my, you know, my authority and shit like that. You know what I'm right. saying? So like when you get these factors into it, now you're seeing a whole lot of different things. And then also when you got Racist people that are using the guise of being a police officer to do things among black communities or, you know, Latinos or whatever the case may be. You know, there's a lot of different factors that go into that whole thing that I think that help bring down the police in our nation. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure you have a different look on it, but that's just the way I see it. No, I don't really have a different look. My whole situation 
with this whole defund the police thing is it's just it's feeding into what they want anyway, which is more control. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like if you do away with the police that you're going to do away with an authority figure. Like you said, if you take away the police, it's going to cause anarchy. Now, they're going to let the anarchy happen for a period in time. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to act like they need to do this next thing to combat the anarchy, right? And then what they would do is send highly trained military out I mean, it's not going to take long for them to do away. Motherfuckers act like, man, when this martial law shit happened, this is the shit that really makes... It's so funny, man. Motherfuckers like, man, I got guns. Like, you know what I mean? Let them try to come in and do it. Yo, (laughs) what the fuck are you going to do when the military come for real? What are you going to do for real? Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) What, what, what you say? You can squeeze your little handgun, tell it run out, and then you can run for your backup. The machine gun shells gonna tear your back up. Like, yo, come on, man. Like, when, when I hear that shit, I can't help but laugh. Cause I'm like, yo, do you not hear yourself? And do you not realize what the fuck you're talking about? Like, you're talking about trained killers. People that are trained to take life. You think and that sleep you, that night. Exactly. Like, you really think that you, with that little 30 shot handgun, if you have an extended clip, you really think you, with that fucking handgun, is going to withstand a whole fucking brigade of military personnel coming through your door if that's the case? Yeah. I mean, that little now handgun is I- not going <laughs> to withstand flashbangs. They're not going to withstand a fucking. A uh, grenade that has a fifty-yard kill radius, or none of that shit like that. Like, come on, man! Like, people don't think yeah. before they say shit. When the military can come in and just have full fucking control over everything, like when I'm looking at it, like you know, like we were just talking about where people are like, I can just have my little handgun against martial law if it were to happen, man. Like you know, it's not gonna play out the way that you think it's gonna play out. When we're talking about defunding the cops, I haven't had many good interactions with cops, man. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they keep killing off black people left and right with seemingly no consequences and everything, that shit's got to stop. And I agree that that shit's got to stop. But if we are all to agree, okay, take away the police, you're just going to replace it with something Worse, it's just like when you take a dictator out of a country and you think that's going to solve the problem. Some other worse dictator takes his place. Right. That's it's it's that same concept. What's going to happen if we do get rid of the cops? It'll just be more control. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And with this virus, we're being conditioned for curfews, right? Like, you know, we're we're being conditioned to just go in our house when they tell us to go in the house. We can't stay out past a certain time. There's a lot of control factors that are happening that come along with this covert 19. So yeah. at the end of the day, when we're saying to get rid of one bad thing, we have to also have enough foresight to be like, okay, but then replace it with this. Right. 
what's the what's the alternative? What do you want to replace it with? They already know what they want to put in its place, and it's not just another donut eating overweight motherfucker with a cop car. Yeah. That's not what's gonna happen. You're gonna have motherfuckers like, yeah, walking yeah. around here looking like Sylvester Stallone and Rambo. Yeah, Rambo. <laughs> clips. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna have Rambo clips. Like, yeah. like I mean, at the end of the day, this I mean, it, it's gonna go from bad to worse, and they're just gonna have more control. Yeah. And what people don't realize is once you take a step forward with control, you can't take a step back. That's true. And that's my biggest contention with this virus and shit right now. Because it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, but people are losing loved ones and all of that. And like I said before, my condolences to all of that. And I have my own ideas and my own opinions about what's going on and factual things that I've brought up in the past about what I really think about all of that. But that being said, man, like, you know, mm-hmm. this is... We are being trained right now and we don't even know it. We're being programmed. Yeah. We're being programmed in certain ways to do certain things. A lot of us think that this is voluntary, like that we're the ones coming up with the idea to do it. Right. They're just fucking with us and they know what our reaction is going to be. It's like tri-level chess. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I always think you can't go back. You can't go back. Once they move forward, it's like telling the army to back up. Right. It's like if you're in war, it's like, you know, when you move forward, you've now made gains. Yeah. They're not going to make gains and then take away the gains that they've made. That's true. The, their goal is to control us. So when we let them take steps forward without thinking... Without fully thinking, because they're making us emotional. So without fully thinking what that step forward is going to be and what the repercussions of it are, I mean, now we're the ones that are going to be fucked in the long run. Our kids and grandkids are going to have to live with our mistakes for our emotional behavior, for not really thinking all of this through. Now, you know what I mean? That's just where I'm at with it. Yeah. You know, I think right now, like, especially with what's going on, I think we are witnessing a real life definition of what the snowball effect is because it's looking like it started with one thing and now it's just all rolling into this one big thing. And it's like when it reaches the bottom finally, it's like, what are we going to be left with? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand, you know, especially me being a black man in America and seeing a lot of things that's happened to fellow black men in America as well. And some of the things that we grew up witnessing growing up the way we grew up, like I can understand a lot of the outrage. I can understand a lot of the frustration that's a lot of people are demonstrating right now. But I also want to encourage people out there that's listening right now is to be smart and be tactful. In your reasoning Because A lot of people right now This is just being honest A lot of people right now They're not protesting Because They're protesting Racial injustice And they You know Want to be heard And all that stuff A lot of people That are doing these protests Right now Are involved in these protests I should say Are only Using it as A means to seek an opportunity You know what I'm saying Like What does Breaking into a target Or what does you know what I'm saying? Like burning down somebody's business that they worked 20 years to achieve and build up to where it was mm-hmm. before that. What is that really accomplishing? It's not accomplishing much. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand people have outrage, but 
that's what it is. You're just protesting the outrage. You're not really protesting the real truth of the matter. You know what I'm saying? And like to me, it's like a lot of people right now are just using it as an excuse to do other things that's not even related to what's going on. That's not even doing anything to really be heard. A lot of people are just using it as an excuse. And those actions that people are taking is what's going to lead to a lot of the snowball effect that we see and a lot of different things that they already have thought out that's in place that once it goes to from that level to this level then this is where we're going to counteract with it you know what i'm saying like a lot of people feel realize they playing right into the hands of what they want mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so like i'm yep. encouraging anybody out there that's listening right now if you're going to do your protest fine do your protest i'm not against it or whatever the case may be i'm not anti-protest at all i am anti-riot and i am anti you know just out there doing dumb shit just because you're using the opportunity to mask what you're trying to do you know what i'm saying like that's what i'm against yeah and a lot of people also have to realize that there's organizations that are out there that are placed inside of these riots to be agitators in certain ways, whether it be oh, yeah. you know, like, you know, whether they're black or white or whatever, there's agitators that are actually part of organizations that go out there and they'll start a fire just to make it look like the protesters are doing that. Oh, yeah. There'll be just a pile of bricks somewhere where all of a sudden, like, you know, they know that the protest is going to be, there's just going to be a pile of bricks on oh, the yeah. sidewalk. Like those bricks were placed there. Like, Oh, yeah, we There's a reason a why, like, you know what I mean? All of this is going on. There's a reason they don't necessarily care. The powers that be don't care about small business being ruined. That so goes into what you were talking about be, with the economic reset. That's what I was about to say. If anything, the powers that be, they, they are loving the fact that you're destroying these small businesses. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. at the end of the day, it makes it easier for the people at the top to come in there and seize control again, seize control of the market. And once this small business is out the way, yeah, now we can move back in because now we know these people are going to have a need for what they just fucking destroyed being dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yep. I can't call them no other way than that, but it's dumb. Like, we had this discussion a couple of days ago at work. And I'm like, yo, listen, if you're going to riot and burn things down why burn something like a mom and pop store and these people took 30 years of their life hard earned to make their business to where it is today and it's going at the flick of a match you know what i'm saying if you go, you're not getting nobody's attention that way if you're going to get somebody's attention seize targets of opportunity i'm not giving nobody no suggestions or anything like that but i'm like do something that's really going to get their attention not burning down somebody's shop that's you know you they for 30 years worked to build it up to where it is now and that's foolishness it, it, it's foolish. you also got to look at it like okay so when you do that you're just playing into the corporate hands because people don't I mean, even if they burn down targets and Walmarts and shit like that, they got all types of insurance money and everything yeah. else. They can just rebuild them. You go in there and you loot one of them. That's like, that's nothing. That's pennies that to them. Yeah, exactly. Like, so like when, when you take them from a big corporate whatever, it's not really proving the point neither. Like, I mean, go do whatever you feel like you got to do. I'm not against it neither. I'm not against protest, but I am against stupidity. And I am against having no foresight about what's going to happen to the world once you do this. We have turned into this. We have turned into this society where we care more about fucking likes than the future. I am so sick of this social media generation where we are so 
like our kids are being trained to care more about likes online than human life. That matters, like right. you know what I'm saying? Like when so when you're burning down mom and pop stores that were selling ramen noodles for a very low price, and then you burn them. Now they're gone. Now you got to go to Walmart and get them for an escalated price. Exactly. And with this whole virus, now we're being conditioned to buy things for an escalated price and right. they're not going to go back down once they can get a certain number for shit that used to be a low price and now they can get a higher price for it that's what it's going to be from there exactly you know and, and before we go any further i want to say rest in peace to david dorn and a lot of people out there may not know mm. who that is but david dorn was a retired captain of the st louis police department 77 years old had his life taken because he was protecting his, a good friend of his, he was protecting his pawn shop. All because of a couple of knuckleheads that wanted to seize the opportunity to go and loot this business and steal from people that have been working up so long and so hard to get their business to the point where it was prior to it being vandalized and looted and burnt down and everything like that. You kill this man. Just because he was trying to do the right thing and protect his friend's shop. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that, man. We can't, we're not making any statements by doing shit like that, man. Like, that's the thing I keep trying to express to people. Like, people keep saying, oh, they got insurance. Let them just pay for it. What about the people that work there that was employed by this business that you just burnt down? Unemployment is only going to give them but so much. You know what I'm saying? So at the end yep. of the day, now this person got to restart their whole entire life because you just snatched their life away, not thinking about the consequences. This man's life was and snatched away. you know away. how long it takes to get an insurance claim in? Like, yeah. it's a lot of red tape. It's not just so easy to just go up, go with your insurance and get all that money back. Absolutely. They might not even give it back to you once you apply for it. It's not a definite that's like true. that's the other thing people don't take into account when they're talking about shit. They talk about it with authority, like they already know it's true. Like mm -hmm. just well, they got insurance. Okay, yeah, maybe they do. But how are they going to eat between the time that you burnt their shit down to the time that that insurance money may or may not come in? Exactly. Look at what you just did to their life, and were they part of the injustice? Were they part of all of the problem that happened that had everybody out there protesting? No, that's not what they had nothing to do with it. Exactly. Like, you know, they had absolutely nothing to do with it. But meanwhile, everybody got told to go in the house and we did it. Yeah. Everybody that was a coffee house revolutionary for all of these years before the virus that I'd be on the block talking to them and they'd be sitting there talking to me about all of the revolutionary ideas and everything else and da 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 da. And then the virus hits and all of a sudden they turned into a bunch of cupcakes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? What happened to all of them revolutionary ideas? Where are y'all at now? You know, it's the I remember being goes. in. Huh, God. Yeah, I, I remember being in the uh, bodegas with them, like, you know what I'm saying, talking to them, and they got uh, they outside, like, you know what I mean, many years ago when when, when it was like DVD, CD, like, you know what I mean, they out there selling shit, like, you know what I'm saying, and, and talking to them, and, and they would have all of these brilliant ideas about how to be a revolutionary and what we all need to do. Well, and then you know, when the time comes and they say go in the house, everybody went in the fucking house, including them. 
and then they need a social cue to come back out and talk. They need a social cue to come back out and speak out. They need to come out and speak with a group. What happened to all of that revolutionary shit? Revolutionaries didn't wait for somebody else to sit there and come up with an idea so they can agree with it. That's mm-hmm. the society that we live in. It's groupthink. Everybody needs to wait till a group of people agree on one thing and then they go and they pick their side. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. it's... it's frustrating man like what I was gonna say is you know the whole saying that everybody's a gangster it's us time to do some gangster shit you know what I'm saying and you see yeah. a lot of people now that was talking that talk but here they are now when it's time to act look where they are yeah <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean that like, shit frustrated me man that shit frustrated me uh, to no end because there was big mouse a lot of the people I'm thinking of like there was this big mouse for all of these years talking about they do this and they do that and we need to organize and we need to do this and then they wait for an organization to come out and give them a pre-made organization to come out and give them directives on what to do so they can be a follower yeah. what happened leader where are you at leader this world don't have no more leaders man Damn, it's crazy. Like, this generation has been neutered. Yeah. This well, generation I, has been neutered. Well, I think the balls got snipped off of everybody out here nowadays when it came to everybody wanting to be sensitive. Like, you can't even say certain things now without uh. people being sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't express the way you feel about things like how you were back in the day because it's exactly. going to offend somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't tell somebody I don't like the color in their shirt without them feeling like I'm being some kind of, like, hater or, like, I'm just pointing them down or offending them in some way. You know what I'm saying? Like, not it's not that people are, you know, this whole social media area. It's just, it's just the fact that people overall, in general, has become more soft and more uh, sensitive. You know, that's just the truth. It is. This cancel culture generation, fam, like everybody gets canceled for shit they did 20 and 30 years ago and everything else. There's not a person listening to this. There's not anyone alive that's never made a mistake. Now, what are you doing after you made the mistake? Did you learn from the mistake? How did you live your life after the mistake? How would you feel if your life was recorded and we could go back to every moment in your life where you made a mistake and then 20 years go by, you changed as a person, but we hold you accountable for it. The difference is, is if 20 years go by and you still acting like a nut. Now, if 20 years go by and you still acting like a piece of shit, that's the problem. But if you made a mistake 20, 30 years ago, nobody should be held accountable for some shit like that. I'm positive that if I had a bigger platform, I'd have been canceled because I don't do all of that sensitive fucking shit. I don't agree that that this generation should be a bunch of cupcakes. I don't agree with that shit, man. I don't agree with this sensitive, like, let's nurse the world. Let's make it safe for everybody to... Nah, man, like... Hell no. I don't agree with all of that, man. We're too fucking sensitive now. Everybody can't come out and just say the truth because the truth might hurt. And then if the truth hurts, we can't hurt anyone. So all that does, do you think the powers that be act like that? No. It's only the population acting like that. They've conditioned the population to be like that. The ones that are in control, they don't act like that. So 
they're the ones that are just going to control a sensitive ass population with no backbone and no balls. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Like, <laughs> you just look at certain things that's going on. It's like, sometimes, like, you just can't do nothing but just sit and just laugh at it. Because at the end of the day, if you get too upset about it, you're going to make your own self sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so much foolish. Oh, I do. I get my blood pressure goes up. <laughs> <laughs> I know you heard me on my segments in the past. You know what I mean? And yeah. then. My podcast now, like, my blood pressure be going up, man. Like, you know, man, shit like, is crazy because... I just did something, like, maybe, like, I know it's been, uh, like, over a month now since I dropped any new episodes of the Nonstop Radio Show. And I got more coming soon, just for everybody out there, like, who don't understand that I'm a working man, you know, I'm an essential man, so, therefore, like... With everything that's going on, like my work schedule is very demanding. So just please stay with me. I got some new stuff coming soon, so definitely be on the lookout for it. But I done something like a couple of you know months ago where I really let my emotions get the best of me, and it was shown on the show. Like you know what I'm saying? Because it's like with everything that's going on, and then just the foolishness of people just continuing to do dumb shit that's not improving the situation, like. Everybody reaches their breaking point, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care if anybody, if people felt the way and stopped listening to me because I really let loose on the way I was feeling about everything that's being seen right now, I could care less, but people need to hear the truth. Like, if you're doing dumb shit, accept the fact that you're doing dumb shit and just learn from it. That's it. That's, it's, right. not, it's not with the intention to offend anybody. Only a soft person to get offended by the truth. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. you got a lot of people out there, I think, really is with a lot of the sensitivity shit now. It's just people just don't want to hear the truth. People don't want to deal with me having to look in the mirror and knowing the truth about themselves now. That's exactly it. We got that. We got the softness on social media. We got the cancel culture bullshit. We got everybody making every goddamn thing in the world racial. That's another divide that's happening right now. Oh, yeah, and if you think the powers that be act like that, they don't. There's people of all races within the powers that be shaking hands, doing deals while we're sitting here acting like this. That's the biggest point that I want to make to people is if you think that the powers that be the ones with control are doing the same things we're doing, you're a fool. They're conditioning us to do these type of things, man. Yeah. Everything being about race and all of this shit like now, like, you know what I mean? And I hate talking about race, so I won't even talk about it long. But I was raised a certain way, man. It, it just is what it is. I can't. I'm white, but I can't sit here and listen to these white people nowadays talking about what it is going on with all of the racial injustice. Like these liberal white people that are coming out with their fucking apology videos and shit like that. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a whole bunch of actors and actresses that got together on a video and they were like, I will never be in the room and listen to a racist joke and laugh. And then I'm like, like, and they were just, it was like five minutes of that. It was like five minutes of that where different actors and actresses were apologizing and like, you know, just on behalf of the white race and like, you know what I'm saying? And saying that, like, you know, I'll never let anything slide by again. And I'm like, so you were? That's what you were doing? When they're behind closed doors, of course, they're going to laugh at every nigga joke. They're going to laugh at, laugh at any blackface joke. They're going to laugh at anything mm -hmm. like that. 
when they're behind closed doors, when they're behind their, you know, they're in their comfortable settings amongst their peers. This is what they talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was a script. It, it, yo, it was a script. They were reading. Every single one of these actors and actresses were saying the same yeah. thing, but they were just cutting the video in a way where it would go to one that was saying one part of the script and it would lead yeah. next into the thing. And so you could tell they were just all reading the same script. And it's bullshit. Like, so <laughs> how is that from the heart? It's how is that from, from the heart if you're reading the script? What it is. Like, you know what I mean? And, God, what you guys say? No, I was like, and, and they're actors, yeah. so they're trained to make you believe that they're feeling the way that they're not. And you know, the funny thing about it, what I was going to say is, you're going to have a lot of dumb motherfuckers out there that's going to buy into it. Just like how you got motherfuckers out here now, the moment they re-sign Colin Kaepernick to a NFL team, a lot of this shit is going to die down. I'm sorry to say it. A lot of it is going to die down because they're just throwing these people a bone. Just like how you got people, they they changing the fucking Uncle Ben's packages, they changing the Enzyme syrups, and they doing all this different type of thing, tearing down Confederate statues. Okay, cool. The only thing that is, you're throwing these people a bone to shut up their holler, and you're putting a band-aid on the situation. Okay, coming right. that from public settings, what is that going to do to really address what's really going on in this exactly. nation? Exactly. It's not doing a fucking exactly. thing. But you got so many people out there that are so fucking weak-minded that that's going to be enough. At the end of the day, it's, yes. it's still not going to change shit. Systemically, what is that doing? With the system Did that change thing. the system yeah. By Like you know Yeah I get it We should have been Did something about Uncle Ben's rice And all of that Like we should have been Did something about that But It's pretty convenient That in these days And times That's the bone That they're throwing out Like And yeah. I don't know I man say, I guess I'm conditioned To Not really pay attention To that That Cause to me And Jemima Fucking Uncle Ben That shit didn't have no bearing on me. It didn't feel racist to me. You know what I'm saying? But now that they pointed it out, I was like, damn, I never really paid attention to none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's just me being honest. Like, I never really paid attention to it, but I'm like, at the end of the day, now, okay, cool. I'm glad that y'all bringing this to my attention. But still, what is that going to do systematically to change some of the systematic racism, the social injustice, the financial gap between black and white people what is that going to do to help the situation nothing that's not going to do anything and so you really get to the core problem of what's going on and why things are so fucked up right now just changing the fucking logo on a pancake mix box that's not going to do shit for me and any other person out there that's listening to it this right now and they feel as though that's enough for them then you're fucking stupid I'm, I'm sorry to say it you know, you're, yeah. you're easily impressed. And, I put it like that. I won't call you stupid. I say you're easily impressed. <laughs> I mean, shit, but they can do all of that. But then if they still doing all of the same fucked up shit and treating you bad as a black man in every other way that benefits them, and then what are we doing? So, I mean, these bigger issues have to be addressed. And I don't really like talking about race, man, but it's just aggravating me. And I'll just talk about it from the white people side of shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, there's been a lot of white people in the past few weeks that have been, and I've seen it. I wouldn't even be talking about it right now if I haven't seen this at least 25 times mm. from 
like famous people to semi-famous people to people who ain't famous at all putting up videos on IG and just apologizing for being white and like you know saying that they feel like a piece of shit and all of this other shit and they're just doing too much they're just saying all of this shit they apologize for being white and everything else and da 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 why, why are you going to apologize for something you had no control over you wasn't you didn't ask to be born white just like I wasn't I didn't ask to be born black this is just the circumstances I was born into just like you that's the yeah. circumstance anybody of any skin color was born into so how you gonna apologize for being white like yeah I don't like me like I, I was born white but I identify with black people way more because mm -hmm. that was how I was raised like you know what I'm saying it has nothing to do with anything else except that but as a white man, I'm going to tell y'all motherfuckers that keep apologizing for being white and everything. And excuse me if I'm speaking out of turn, but I don't feel like I am. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. Y'all need to stop making this shit about you and all of your anxiety about being white and how it's making you feel and whining and bitching and fucking complaining and apologizing left and right for being white and everything. Fucking stop apologizing for being white and raise your kids better. Raise your kids because that's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna raise my kids the way that I was raised to not go out there and be racist because, of course, not be a exactly. good person. Don't apologize for being white. If, in fact, if you feel like you have to apologize for being white, you probably need to apologize for being a bad person Absolutely. first. You know, that's probably the bigger problem. That's called that's called reverse psychology. What a lot of people out there doing they they want to deflect from the real problem I have and play the victim role. Well, what about me? Yeah. Like, this happened and that happened. And, you know, speaking of reverse psychology, it's funny to me because, like, I was just showing my wife this earlier. And it's funny to me when I looked and I seen this email that was talking about this new movie they got calling, coming out called Cracker. Now, <laughs> with that, with the, what that's about is they're flipping the narrative okay like black people we was brought into slavery and all that stuff like that so now they flip the narrative where now what if the, if it was the white person that went through slavery now you can get an understanding of what we dealt with for the last 400 500 years you know what i'm saying like that that's interesting to me like i'm i'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm gonna check that out when it comes out because that shit right there seems crazy to me like why now with everything that's going on, why would you put out a fucking movie called Cracker? Like, it's like, now that's like saying you can't get offended if they decide to put out a fucking movie called Nigga next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. <laughs> you, yeah, you see, from, I don't man. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't like, I don't like when Hollywood and production companies and even the music business takes advantage of current circumstances that are going on and then they use it in a certain way where they know, okay, well, this is going on. Like, I bet 2021, 2022, we're going to have a whole bunch of pandemic movies and like, you know what I mean? And just... Even more so than we saw before. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be there for it. Like, I, I'm not. I don't care. You could put all the good actors. I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'm not going to be there for that. I'm already too I don't care. Like, I don't... I mean, it's one thing to speak out on it, but it's another thing when you try to profit off of it. And that's what I have a problem with. Like, if you yeah, want to use this platform to do things like that, 
make sure it's in a meaningful situation where you're trying to deliver a message, not where you're trying to make a profit off of it. Like, come on. Yo, speaking of platforms, that's a good segue. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. You have a platform in this day and time. You're using your platform in what I feel like is the right way to speak out about it, give your thoughts. Don't just, and you're not falling victim to that narrative that I hear 24 fucking seven that you're not an expert. So shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? Because the experts are the ones that are lying to you anyway. You're using your platform so you can look at yourself in the mirror and know that what you're doing is all you can do. So in this day and time with everything transforming into the new era of like the music business, the entertainment business and everything like that. How do you think going forward that your platform is going to change or do you think it will? That's a very good question. You know what I'm saying? Because when it boils down to it, you still got to get people that's going to tune and listen. You know what I'm saying? But it's like what I want people to take away when they hear my platform is they're not getting a perspective based on everybody else's opinion. They're getting a perspective based on my opinion, based on my experiences dealing with the current situations at hand. You know, because like so much of this stuff that's going on right now is very relevant to me, especially in the field that I work in. And also like with the situation at hand, me being a black man in America, a lot of this stuff I can speak to. You know what I'm saying? So like what I want is to see it help to make a change and help to spark people's mindset to look to do things the right way and to really go about doing things in a smart way. But at the same time, it's like you think about it, it's like you, I feel like people are so far programmed into their way of thinking that they are not ready for change. And now they don't want to see anything progressively change. Everybody's just so stuck on living in the negative and everything else that's going on that nobody wants to adapt and change. Maybe they, you know, think to themselves like, well, maybe if I change myself for the better, then maybe somebody else will see that and then they'll want to change themselves and then we can come together and we can make a change effectively. But a lot of people's mindset out there is not set to doing things like that so therefore it's like I can use my platform I can talk to I'm blue in the face hoping that people will get the message but then again it's like who knows like that's a tough question to answer man because like you know I know in my mind I want to see people that do listen to this that inspires them to change but then again it's like you got so much ignorance out there right now it's like not only do I feel lost in the shuffle and just feel like another voice crying in the wilderness but you also got people out there like if it's if it's something positive or something that's intelligent or something that's trying to be thought provoking to make people change for the better it's like people are just gonna tune that shit out that's just, that's just me being honest man like I don't know yeah yeah and I know that like you have some new shows coming out and everything but with the non-stop radio show like how you you would be a DJ basically you would talk in the middle and then music could be playing like you know what I mean but with the music business changing and it is from the top to the bottom the whole fucking thing is changing every fucking every single aspect about the music business has changed I am currently finding new avenues to make money because 
my whole income was inside the music business mm -hmm. for 20 plus years. I've never, I've made very few dollars outside the music business. Put it mm -hmm. to you that way. Unless I was hustling, you know what I mean? Just to be real. Unless I had work like that, it was basically the music business. That's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, like, you know, like you were saying about using your voice with the platform, I feel like you're right. Everybody should be doing that. And if your listeners can't adapt to it right away, I feel like over time they will or they should. Like, you know what I mean? Because they're just going to continue to be lied to by mainstream media and everything else. But also, I feel like since the music business is changing and FM radio is on its, I mean, it's dead. I'm not even going to say on its last leg, it's dead. So, you know, but what happened with FM radio going down ain't so much about, that's not what I'm talking about with the point there. It's when it was up and running and useful, there was personalities that really made the station. Mm -hmm. A lot of people turned into the station to hear the personality. Yeah. They could all play the same music, but you you tuned in for a specific personality because you liked to hear that DJ or that person's show, and then the music was kind of secondary. Mm -hmm. So with FM radio going out and with the whole structure of the music business changing because FM radio, all of the music they played by default reported to Billboard because... Like, you know, BDS and everything. Everybody had to have their music registered with them and da-da-da-da-da. Like, you know, so I feel like people like yourself, see, I'm a talking head. Mm -hmm. So my platform, I don't have music and all of that playing. Really, my platform is me just talking. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But with you, like, you know, and others like you, I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to be the new curators, to be the new... um like tastemakers mm -hmm. because a lot of times back in the day when FM was effective you would have a DJ co-sign somebody's music and then next thing you know some other station would pick it up before it became about promo companies and talent agencies and everything else I'm talking about the good old days when a DJ would just co-sign somebody's track like yo this is fire you know what I mean they'd play it and then other stations would pick it up and that DJ would continue to play it like you know I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to change the landscape of music itself because I think anybody who is fed up with hip-hop, the state of hip-hop right now about how it's all dumbed down with all these little kids getting 360 deals and evil white devils like in the music business running their careers and mm -hmm. all of that, this would be a perfect time to help reconstruct the whole thing from the bottom up so if somebody's emailing you a track and it's just about like you know the typical shit you then have the choice as a tastemaker to be like no nah, i'm not playing that and then when somebody gives you some music with substance and then you can play that and then get behind that as a tastemaker i feel like people need to stop that have platforms that play music digital platforms, you know, internet radio, whatever you want to call it. I feel like they need to stop trying to do what they think they're supposed to do with, and act how these mainstream platforms have been acting. Like a lot of times you, you'll see these independent platforms just trying to be another breakfast club or another Ebro or another Funk Flex or another whatever. Like you need to be yourself. 
and you need to start being your own curator, your own tastemaker, and then you can actually change the trajectory of the music business and the quality of music that's going to be played from here on out. Oh, like, yeah, definitely. you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I do that now. Like, if you send me some bullshit, I'm not going to play it just because it may be a popular song or whatever. That's why when you hear my platform compared to a lot of others, you hear the difference in the music because I try to pick what I feel as though is quality. I don't want to hear a whole right. lot of ass shaking and molly popping and, you know, wilding and all that dumb shit. Motherfuckers talking about they on demon time and all this bullshit. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's not the kind of shit I want to promote on my platforms. You know, I look to try to put out things when it comes to artists and their music. I try to put out things that sound meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Like, things that really will get people talking or get people like, yo, I like this. This is what hip-hop is. This is what, you know, I'm used to listening to. Like, I'm not... I don't try to, you know, copy off any other platforms that's out there because at the end of the day, like, when it's all said and done, and you know you already got, like, thousands of different platforms out there now and they all sound the same, I want to be able to stand out where they be like, oh, that's the nonstop radio show. I know that because their whole format right. is much different. You know what I'm saying? Everybody right. out here, a lot of them I see follow the same formula. And they all stuck in that yeah. one little fucking box. You know what I mean? I try to step outside of that when I do my show, you know? Yeah. And, you know, for years when I was doing the decos in and I was giving my experiences over the past 20 years and my perspectives of the music business and everything else. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of people who have digital platforms of their own, online radio stations, whatever. And they knew that I had time in broadcasting and shit. So I would hear all of this shit like, we are the ones that are doing what mainstream platforms can't do for real talent. Mm -hmm. And I still hear that narrative. And that's, that's fun to say, like, you know, that's a that's like a nice inspirational quote. But at the end of the day, you really got to understand what you're saying. You're saying that you're doing for real talent what mainstream outlets can't do. Well, then prove it because mainstream outlets by default report to Billboard. Right. So if you're playing someone's music and it's just getting played for the air or however many people are listening to the platform and then you're not really helping them. Right. You, it didn't get tracked. It didn't, it's not increasing their likelihood to be able to further their career in any other way because the spin wasn't tracked. Right. So if you're going to say that your platform is doing what mainstream platforms should be doing for real talent and all of that, then that means that there needs to be a little extra work put on your side right. to go and make sure that your platform gets certified or to link up with a network that is certified or whatever, like, you know, with BDS and Nielsen and all of that. So then you can really make those claims. And right. then what mainstream platforms haven't been doing for a very long time is curating talent. So is that what you're doing? Like, you know what I mean? And, and and I ask that to all of these platforms that are saying that. Is that what you're really doing? Or are you just playing your homies? Are you just playing people that you fuck with? Or are you actually going out there and really seeking out people who are 
making music with substance in these days and times that you might not be friends with. Yeah. Because if you're just playing your homies, then no, you're not doing anything for artists that mainstream platforms can't do. There's a lot of questions to answer when you're a digital platform or an internet radio station that claims that you're better than a mainstream platform because you're giving an outlet for real talent. Right. And that's one thing I like about what you do is you actually do look out for the artists who have music of substance. Like, you know what I'm saying? You were one of the first ones to play my old ass song, The Portrait, that <laughs> nine minute track. Yeah. Like, that was a nine, that was a yeah. nine minute song. Like, and you know, I know professional DJs in the FM, they wouldn't spin it because it was way too long and the substance of the song wasn't something for radio and everything else. So like, I know you actually do look out for people. You know, speaking of The Portrait, you know, shout out to DJ Kawan. You know, he actually Actually played that the other night. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, he definitely he actually played it the other night on the mixtape show. I'm like, yo, and I sat there and I listened. Oh, to word? Him. Yeah, he did. Like, he was like, yo, this is one of my favorites, all time favorite. Yo, and he was playing it. I'm like, yeah, I wanted to hit you up then. Like, yo, he playing your joint again. Like, he's playing the portrait. Like, right now. You know what I'm saying? So like, that we shout out to him and that we shout out to you for the portrait is one of those that stands the test of time. You know what I mean? So I definitely like that record for me. Yeah. And that's why I made that song. It was like I put everything into that track because it just encapsulated everything that I felt at the time. I felt like in a, there's parts of the song that I feel like, I don't know, I just got into a different zone. I kind of predicted the future a little bit. Yeah. Like it was crazy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I put the maximum amount of effort into that song than I put into any other song. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to this day, I am known for that song. That song right there, <laughs> that is what people know me for <laughs> for my music career. Yeah, I was about to say, it's also funny when you have fruitcakes, like, we're not going to mention his name, but one of those fruitcakes from across the pond, yo, the motherfucker going to talk about that song was whack. Basically, he was trying to say in a nutshell. I'm like, yo, do you not understand what this man is rapping about? I'm like, you sound like a fucking idiot. Like, that goes to show me yeah. you don't know nothing about anything outside of your own little circumference. Because if you sit there and you listen to a song like The Portrait, and at the end of it you feel like it's whack, like something really is seriously off with you, man. Like that's just me yeah. being honest. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna please everybody, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. But it was one of them things where after I made the song, I just kind of had this feeling like I got one. And, and I did, like, you know what I mean? Because I had got blackballed from the real music business for many reasons we've already been over and talked about before and everything like that. But after being blackballed and then still being able to say, fuck this system that was in place and still have one, like, you know what I mean? That I'm known for to this day. I still get people that contact me like, yo, make another portrait, make another portrait. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I put the mic down, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I put the mic down as far as rapping right now. I'm doing content, like, you know what I mean? But it's just nice to know that I made a song that stands the test of time like yeah, that, man. Do you see yourself ever getting back behind the mic in a artist capacity or you just, you just want to stay doing the content? I don't know, man. I, I go back and forth with that. And it's like, at heart, I'm an artist. Yeah. Like, I'm always going to be at heart. I'm always going to be an artist. But I've been through way too much in this music business. Mm -hmm. And the shit that I went through at a young age, because I'm basically 40 now, and I came into it at 16. Yeah. So 
And I've been in various different roles throughout the music business, artists and, you know, broadcasting and in marketing and, you know, labels, sitting down with labels as an artist, sitting down with labels representing another artist. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, there's been a lot of different things that I've done, but at the end of the day, I'm scarred when it comes to the music business. And for some reason, I can't separate the music business from the love of the art anymore. Right. It, it, because I've been through too much, it all kind of went into one thing. And of course, I'm up there in age. So I don't want to say that people that hit a certain age shouldn't make music. That's not what I'm saying. If you're 50 and you still want to rap, keep doing it, man. If that's what makes you happy and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get into it to just make music. I came into it a lot of times when you do these interviews with people and you say like what what made you start wanting to make music and da, 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 and they just say something like cookie cutter like well I just love the art and everything that's, answer. Yeah. <laughs> they lied to you they lied to you that's not it and people might say how can you say that somebody you don't know was lying because I do I know they were lying they were lying because at the end of the day when when they heard something on the radio, if you're of a certain age or, you you know, younger now, if you were streaming something, whatever, you heard them being popular. Mm-hmm. You, you have an idea that they're making money doing what they're doing mm-hmm. and they're popular and you like the way that you see others interacting with it. Yeah, you might like the music. I'm not saying that you don't like the art, but the reason that got you to actually record the the song and then try to do all of the shit to do with the business side of it to put it out and everything else that's work mm-hmm. so what made you get to work was the fact that you wanted money that's what it is mm-hmm. just say what it is you wanted money and maybe even money and fame yeah. but those are the reasons why people really get into it and saying it isn't a bad thing I don't know why people act like just telling the truth is a bad thing. Anytime I've been asked that question, people act shocked. Like, you just really just said the truth, huh? Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. But but why is that a bad thing? This is the music business. Absolutely. It's supposed to be a business. And too many people have made it a hobby for so long. And then I get shamed by people when I say that, you shouldn't be putting your music available on all of these platforms and everything else if you're just a hobbyist. If you're yeah. just making music to be a hobby, you shouldn't be putting your music out everywhere else. That's like, you know what I mean? That's that's not that's the equivalent of you just reading a WebMD article and saying, I'm a doctor, and then putting your advertisement for your services to be a doctor everywhere else. You're you're not a professional. You have no business doing that. You're not qualified to be a doctor, but you're putting it everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? You have no plans on ever being a doctor, but you just want to get your ad in the same place that everybody else who's a real doctor. Like, it makes no fucking sense. If you're clogging up the space for real professionals, this is a music business and it's always been a business and there's one music business and there's one industry and it's a cold one. It's a very cold business, man. That's the truth. You have to be prepared that if you want to take this to the next level, that 
you have to deal with some of these cold realities that come along with actually being a real artist. Now, before COVID, I used to get a whole lot of fucking people making excuses about why they were never on stage and everything else. I understand right now that you can't be on stage. So I just want to preface that with the whole thing with COVID. It's given a lot of people excuses. But for before the whole shit hit with the virus and people were treating IG like it was their stage when they could have just went up on stage. Like, you know, you're not, in, before that, you weren't an artist if you weren't willing to go up on stage and get in front of people. You're not an artist. Put it to you that way. If you never had any plans to get on stage before the virus hit, if you never had any plans to go up on stage and do that, and then you had no love for being an artist. You just wanted attention and you wanted likes online. That's all that was. But what you were doing was you were, you're clogging up the area in the space for all the people who really do want to continue on with the business and further their career. Mm-hmm. Career, that's what it is. Money, career. Like, you know, all you want is likes. There's other people that are really talented that want to make it a career. Mm-hmm. And it's making it real easy when everyone seems everyone's an artist nowadays, right? So, like, you know, it's making it easy for the powers that be in the music business to continue to have control over the music business and to continue to hand out 360 deals when every single person with breath inside their body is a fucking artist. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in back in the day, back in my day, I'm going to get in my old bag. Like, you know what I'm saying? I always got to get into my old bag. But back in the day, like that, like we actually had to really put work in to trying to be an artist, it wasn't so simple. Like we actually really had to go to a physical studio and we actually really had to record the music, find a good engineer. And if you just was in someone's basement, I mean, shit, you better be RZA. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because if you wasn't RZA in RZA's apartment somewhere, <laughs> that shit wasn't, that wasn't going to work. Like, you know what I mean? That wasn't going to work. You had to go to a real studio, like like a big boy one, and find a good engineer and record your music and, and then get it mixed, get it mad. There was a whole process to all of that. And then you had to get it registered with broadcast data systems so that when you eventually got played on radio, which should have been one of your goals at the time, then it would get tracked and then your music would report to Billboard, which would then grow your career. So you had to go get it registered. You had to copyright your music. Right. And you that's a whole process too. And that's money. And there's a lot of money you got to put into it before you even make a dollar. There's a lot of belief that you had to have in yourself to create this career that you wanted like, you know, start off on small shows and be brave enough to go and do that. Get through all of the stage fight on a small level so then that goes away by the time you hit a bigger stage. Like, you know, I've been through all of that. Right. And that's what we all had to do back then to take the music business seriously. And, you know, things have changed now and now people have an excuse to not... It's funny, the same people now are giving me the fucking excuse about the virus for not getting on stage because everything has changed with all of that now. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You wouldn't have got on stage anyway. You would have still treated IG like it was a real stage for likes, man. Shut up. You wouldn't have really got on stage. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
I'm turning this shit into a beat goes in segment. Like, you know what I mean? This <laughs> <laughs> shit is what it is, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It, it just gets on my nerves that artistry in itself has been lost. Artistry, it, it, making a career with what you're doing musically is almost a bad thing to say now. Like, yeah. you know, and when you say not everybody should be making music, you're kind of shamed for saying that. No, not everybody should be making music. I'll say it again. Nine times out of ten, you shouldn't be making music. Yeah. Also, nine times out of ten, you're probably not good at it. And I don't care how many fucking people tell you that you're good at it and everything. You really probably need to check yourself against quality music and see if you really compare to that. Because if not, and then here's the thing. Stop it. Stop making music because you're not good at it. Right. But there's plenty of other things you can do with your life and you can make an impact in so many other ways on this planet. But some people need to come to the reality that they're not an artist. OK, they want to be an artist because everybody online, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like a it's a thing everybody wants to do and say. Now it's to the point where everybody wants to own a platform, too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a topic of discussion for another day, man, because I can go on and on about so many people out there that want to own platforms. It's just like, Jesus Christ, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But, yo, we definitely been running, you know, almost two hours here again. You know what I'm saying? We definitely had, oh, word up. Yeah, we definitely had a real good conversation again here tonight and all that good stuff, you know. Want to be able to space some, you know, some content out. You know, we don't want to give y'all nothing that we can't talk about or whatever the case may be. So, you know, we gotta go ahead and close things out here. But, you know, before we get up out of here, though, you got anything else you want to share with the people? Any shout-outs, any good stuff? Every Wednesday, 11.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for All Matters, my podcast. Check it out on NGI Radio. Definitely, man. And for all you other people out there that's listening, I know, like I said to y'all earlier before, we got new episodes of the Nonstop Radio Show on his way. Excuse me. I know I haven't been putting out any shows lately, but, you know, work schedule's been crazy hectic. But we can already get back into it soon. So definitely be on the lookout for it. So if you want to hear past episodes of the Nonstop Radio Show, be sure to check us out on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com forward slash Nonstop dash radio dash show also be on the lookout for my brand new podcast which is coming out real soon called Emilio's Memoirs I don't know where I'm going to put that out yet but you know it's definitely coming out soon it may be on Anchor may put it on the SoundCloud page but it's definitely coming real soon so be on the lookout for that definitely want to say shout out to my sponsors Troll Wellness and everybody else out there as well that you know support the nonstop radio show and support what we do over here. Definitely want to say thank you, man. Anything else you want to add in before we get up out of here? I think we good, man. Just uh, you can contact me at for all matters podcast at gmail.com and you can follow me on the socials, Divine Thought TM. And that's it. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Nonstop Radio 212 or my personal Twitter page at The Emilio Wagbar. And for all of y'all out there that want to get in contact with me, want to inquire about certain things that we got going on with my brand and platform, you can do so by emailing me at Let's Network Musically 212 at gmail.com. It's your boy Emilio Wagbar. We here once again with my man Divine Thought closing out tonight's segment he said his peace and i'm saying peace y'all all be well out there y'all yeah